of the podcast think they got us? Do they got us? No! <laughs> Even though we ain't got hats or t-shirts, we're a podcast just by saying so. <laughs> we are Bacon Sale. Yay! Yay. Woo. What like, oh. We are Bacon Sale. I know you did. We're going to see Bacon Sale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's going to happen. It's I cannot believe. First of all, listener, uh, I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. We want to thank you. Thank you for the very generous donations we've gotten so far. We've gotten uh, over a quarter of the way there, and it's only been three days. It, it's strange to think that this is in the top five of worst things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but people are helping out in that. It, it's amazing to me. And, and thank you so much for those that have donated. It really is kind of you. Like we said, we know it's a dumb cause, but it really is fun. And we're going to take the pictures. That's going to be our new banner on our, on our Facebook page, uh, on our BaconSale.com page. We're going to make it all about Kate Beckinsale <laughs> because that's kind of what the podcast is about. Right. Well, not about, well, but the name's name about. Yeah. Right. Um, and we're going to try and get a soundbite from her to put on the show. Like, really, we're going to use this uh, experience to give back to you. <laughs> are we? Well, we're going to talk about it on the 50th I think we show. are. I think we are. Yeah. I'm just going for, like, a kiss on the cheek or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. If she kissed me on the cheek. Oh, you think she'll kiss you? I'm just going to try to kiss her. I'm going to wear my best aftershave. <laughs> I'm putting on some axe. <laughs> oh, you're going to scare her away. <laughs> I'm sending her a uh, script yes. of this conversation. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, we are doing a GoFundMe to uh, see Kate Beckinsale at the Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, I don't remember what day it is. Like March 24th or something? March 26th. 26th, 26th exactly. Yeah. The con runs 24th, 26th. She's only there on Saturday. So we've already got enough. If we get a certain amount, we can do the photographs. If we get another certain amount, we can do uh, the autograph. If we get another certain amount, we can do matching T-shirts. So there are tiers here. You get more than that, then she's going to come record with us on Sunday. So yeah. <laughs> Jake, yes. make that happen. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, just thank you again. And if you haven't donated, go to our GoFundMe page. It's called Send Bacon Sale to Meet Bacon Sale. Or you can look at it on our Facebook page or at BaconSale.com. We have it, the links there. <sighs> It's it, like I said, it's so tacky, but thank you for helping us I'm in this floored. tacky behavior. I'm floored that we might actually meet Kate Beckinsale. We're, we're going, going to at this point. Yep. Presuming none of us get hit by a bus or she doesn't end up canceling, like all these worst case scenarios are going through my head because it doesn't seem real that I could meet my number one celebrity crush. Right. And if she cancels, I love my wife. Thanks for the money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One more thing I wanted to bring up. Thank you uh, to. Um, Drew, making some great comments on the BaconCell.com page about our TV show episode. Oh, with the pitch, the, the pitches. pitches. Yeah, let's Drew hear actually gave some of his own, which I wanted to read off now. Just real brief. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he talked about Golden Babies, which is like a, a sequel to a uh, reboot of Muppet Babies when they're old. He talked about Clarissa Retains It All, because <laughs> apparently she has she solved mysteries and things like that. <laughs> Dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, they bring back the dinosaurs because, you know, they caused the uh, Ice Age in that final episode. It was oh, really depressing. Really depressing. And Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was his last one on there. But no. Sabrina the Middle-Aged Witch is... Yeah, he, he did it. Right. Sabrina, yeah. Sabrina the Middle-Aged Witch is the one that he did here. He pitched it. And then, Can we just call it Sabrina the Cougar Witch? Oh, and he has one more, too. Oh, that'd be better. And My Two Baby Daddies. <laughs> that's actually Which great. I forgot about My Two Dads. Yeah. So fun to remember that episode. So thank you, Drew, for that How comment. How could you forget your dads? I know. But uh, we, we love comments on BaconCell.com and on Facebook and on Twitter. So thank you for participating because we love to get your feedback. It means you're actually listening. Like we want you to listen to us and hear all of our great ideas. 
Yes. Sometimes you guys may have them yourselves. Sometimes you may have better ideas. It's crazy. <laughs> the listener knows. <laughs> right. So thank you, listener. Yeah. So you let's get started. Jacob? We're going to talk, oh, the second half of Disney live action movies. It was about seven weeks ago that we did the was first, that first part. Well, yeah. ish. This is yeah. Kent's favorite <laughs> type of movie to prepare or study and show to prepare for because i had uh nine movies to watch i felt like we were doing the oscar challenge all over again mm. except for i didn't have like oscar winning movies to look forward to <laughs> i had the cat from outer space to watch well you have to we had to like, Davey, like we got a variety and we did Davey actually Crockett. we did actually choose uh some movies from the listener and we are, are going to incorporate those here. But I would like to emphasize once again, we're not going to get through all of them because there are a ton. We're getting, well, we, we have a list of about 34. But there are more live-action <laughs> Disney movies out there. So if by the end we have not talked about your favorite one, let us know about it on Facebook. And, and it's too late. <laughs> we, if we get enough, we may do a number three where Kent and I watch Please all the no. movies we have Please seen. no. Nah. Kent would love that. And so we're going to do <laughs> tier one, two, three. Tier one obviously being the best. Tier three. The absolute worst. So if you want to drag this on, Joel, so Ken has to do it again, just answer really slowly. No. All, All right. right. Let's start. Let's go. I want to start with one I... Oh, before we start, can I make some apologies? Oh. To me? No. For what you to did? To me? After, to some movies, because after watching all these old movies, I was like, I was pretty harsh on some of those Disney movies, the first first, The first go. part one? Yeah. So real quick. <laughs> so by comparison, are you going to retroactively re-rate? I'm retroactively rating George of the Jungle a tier two instead of a tier three. Wow. Because it, it's, it's a better movie than a tier three. <laughs> Holes, I, I rated tier two. It's now a tier one. Wow. So the curve is really pulling some of these up. And Tron? Tier two is easily a tier one. Have you watched that lately? In the past five years, yes. But compared to the movies I have seen in the past two weeks, <laughs> it's a tier one. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Sorry. Okay. I'm glad you, glad you felt the need to adjust those. All right, Jacob. Let's, let's get on this. All right. Let's start with a classic that I have not seen. Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss 1960. Swiss Family Robinson. Can I... Uh, I'll start off. Yeah. So this... And tell us what's, what, what it's about so that... No, it's weird that people don't know this one as much anymore. This used to be like a staple of Disney. Like they had the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse at Disneyland and they... Which is now Tarzan's Treehouse. Exactly. They kind of morphed it. And apparently the location where they shot this used to be a very popular tourist spot. People don't even care about it anymore. Swiss Family Robinson is a classic. The location, it's Trinidad and Tobago, and it is amazing. It is beautiful. The sets are so impressive. It's a giant treehouse, functioning treehouse. And it, it's... It's impressive and slow at the same time, and I love how they used real animals. It's not all these CGI animals. Like they have at one point, they have a dog wrestling with a tiger. Is that was that real? That was real, and so probably wouldn't get away with it now. But it was still just like, whoa, is that happening on screen? They actually lost twelve dogs doing that scene. <laughs> I'm sure, they did. <laughs> it's actually said it's forgotten. I think that this is such an endearing movie. It's a tier one. So basically a family gets shipwrecked. Yes. It's a Robinson Crusoe story. Yes. And there are pirates that kind of keep coming back to... The pirates are trying to loot their ship, and then once right. they destroy the ship, they try to find the people on the island. Okay, so is this a good movie? It is. It actually is. It's well made. It's slow. Mm-hmm. I, said, I said that it's a great movie even if you fall asleep while watching it. Because it's just it's a really solid film, even if the pacing's a little slow, especially at the beginning. It takes forever for it to get. Please going. say tier one, and then Kent will say. I did say tier it's one. It's garbage. Oh, I you said did? tier one. Yeah, oh. I think this is one of Disney classics, and so I'm going to say tier one. This is chicken soup for the Disney live action soul. <laughs> like like Joel said, this is even if you do fall asleep, there's an uh, action scene at the end where people are dying. Yeah, it's, in pretty horrific ways. Yeah, 
Really? Like, it's like Home Alone before there was Home Alone, really. Well, the weird thing about it, too, is I know I watched this as a kid, but there were so many parts I didn't remember. And then something come up, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that part. But then, like, nothing for a while there. So it was really fun to watch it almost with fresh eyes as an Didn't adult. you feel like the girl who they find? Yes. Uh, don't you feel like she was Spoiler kind of alert. A, she was a tease <laughs> to both the boys? Because there's a love triangle going on. And she teased both guys. They're I brothers. Don't, I don't think she really knew what to do. I mean, you're stranded on a desert island. Your grandpa's captured by pirates. You're going to hit with every, hit on every boy there. So, Yeah. Keep what did your, what did you keep rank your it? options open. It's a tier one. What? I did not expect that from you. It's a super likable movie. Even though I was a little bored, I was like, okay. All right, I can see why I liked this when I was a kid. We have just recommended a movie from 1960. If you have yeah. not seen it, <laughs> you can add that to your list. We, rec- we recommend things like I like Psycho. a movie before 1980. <laughs> no, no, right? I mean, mostly Kent is what I mean by that. That's, that's the remarkable part. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes. That's 1969. The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes. This is a Kurt Russell movie. Mm-hmm. There was a time where he was Disney's golden boy. Dexter Riley. It was a Dexter Riley? That, that's that it's character's name. Okay. This is the first in the Dexter Riley series. And so in, I think he was in a few more Disney movies, but he had like a trilogy where basically he gained a special ability yep. in each movie. Yep. And in this one, he's in, he gets electrocuted in a lab. <laughs> basically, it's a room full of one computer uh-huh. and he's going to go to like a geography B or something like that the yep. next day. And he gets electrocuted in the computer, which the university did not want to pay for because that they did not believe in the future. No becomes kurt russell like so kurt russell has all the information of the internet i remember seeing a remake like this but it was the internet that was the flash where he gets struck by lightning in the lab and gets super speed Um, no (laughs) No, there's like a made for tv movie then i I believe there actually was a computer war tennis shoes reboot in the 80s or the 90s i think the 90s yeah i've ever seen that as a kid and so basically he is able to cheat through cheat his way through like every single university competition. I love that you say cheat because it's so true. No, this movie is all about cheating. <laughs> in fact, even in the end when he starts to lose his power, spoiler alert, like he still basically helps his team win. And the only reason they do win in the end is because his friend answers a really dumb question. And it kind of validates everything that happened before. Cheating is okay because we didn't cheat at the very end. But it's kind of weird because, and this is going to be a common theme, there are like these organizations in each of these movies that want to (laughs) use this power for evil. Well, that's normal. Whether it's like, uh, like the mob or the government or whatever. This is a tier three for me. Tier three? Yeah, it's a tier three. You were talking about it like you enjoyed it. Like it's so stupid. That I just, yeah, I didn't care for it. No, and, and I have a special place in my heart for the Dexter <laughs> Riley ones. For some reason, I really, I, I shouldn't say really enjoy them. I enjoy them. But this isn't a great movie, but I don't think it's a tier three. I gave this one tier two simply because it's enjoyable, it's stupid, but it's it's not great and it's not bad. It's kind of that middle of the road thing. Also, fun fact, uh, Medford, Medfield College is featured in the Dexter Riley ones, and that's the same university from uh, Absent-Minded Professor. Like, they took that university. Okay. And that's a cinematic universe right there. Yeah. They started creating that. Huh. So tier two, I'm, I'm mediocre on it. Right. Yeah. You guys ready for a classic? Yes. You mean 1950? These are all going to be classics. <laughs> Treasure Island. Oh, the very first Disney live action film. I watched this movie for the first time, I realized, uh, for this show. And it actually holds up pretty well. For I, I like the novel. I've been a fan of the novel for a, a while now. Does this follow the novel well? Well, it follows it close enough. Like, it really – it does a good job of the novel kind of condensing it all together in a little movie. And some say that Robert Newton's portrayal of Long John Silver is what created the whole, ah, I'm a pirate kind of thing. Gotcha. Like they said, the one, the one leg, the parrot, the talking like that, 
a lot of it came from this performance. And I think it's a classic. I think it deserves to be among the pantheon of great Disney films simply because it was, you know, the first one. But it is a little bland. And so I'm going to give it a tier two. It is really quite bland. Uh, I think his performance as Long John Silver holds up the movie because there's so many. Really? Because there's not much going on. It's just kind of like betrayals going back and forth and you don't know who to trust. Long John Silver is the villain you love to hate. Like, he's that bad guy who you like. But even in the end, you're like, oh, I guess I just like him. But he's still a bad guy. That's why he, he's... I liked it because it's not this uh, white hat versus black hat kind of thing. It's like Long John Silver, you go back and forth on whether you like him or not. You're like, he's a complete villain. No, no, he's he's, uh, he's Jim Hawkins' friend. Right. Which, by the way, Jim Hawkins, uh, Bobby Driscoll, the kid that played him, was both the voice and the uh, reference for Peter Pan. And really? If you go back okay. and look at it, you can see it in like his eyebrows and his eyes. It looks like Peter Pan. No, I haven't seen this, but this sounds pretty much like Johnny Depp's character in Pirates, right? Well, Johnny Depp is much more... He's a scoundrel, but he's not a villain. Long John Silver is a villain. Straight villain. Like He, okay. he, he intends on killing and plundering and, and doing what he can to get ahead. Right. This, okay. this, also, this movie also kind of... Pop, well, not this movie, but the, the book popularized like the black spot and uh, you know things like that. All these pirate tropes that we think about. Right. But that's really more the book. I, I wanted more from this, like actual, actual pirating rather than just a weird siege on an island. You know, mutiny. in a cabin. There was just... Uh, there was mutiny. It was pretty bland. So I give it a tier two. Two oh, tier we twos. We agree then. We agree. Nice. We, we came from different angles, but we ended up at the same place. Exactly. All right. Let's go to The Lone Ranger from just a few years ago. <laughs> Lone Ranger came out in 2013. Joel, did you watch this yes. in yeah, the uh, theater, though? No. Based on Joel's reaction, he really enjoyed this? I can tell. This is one that Kent made me watch. You, he made you watch all of them, and you made him watch all of them. No, no. This is one that he said, you have to. we have to include this one. <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> well, that's true. Because yeah. I think this truly shows how Disney errors when they're not making Marvel movies or Star Wars movies. <laughs> now? They kind of lost their touch? That's what you're saying? Absolutely. And we'll get to this with another one of their recent live-action movies as okay. well. They they want to go big. They want to make it a blockbuster. They got Gore Verbinski, which, you know, he proved himself with the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And he had Johnny Depp. I mean, what could go wrong except for the entire movie? Oh, my gosh, yes. This movie was pushed back so much and gone through so many script rewrites that it, it didn't really form a complete picture in the end. Like, it was yeah. super, half supernatural... Half yeah. revenge story, half comedy. I remember there was like 15 minutes through the movie. I was like, this 15 minutes is okay. And like, that was it. Uh, like, it was not. You, are pleasant. you ranking first or am I? Oh, I'll rank first. It's okay. a tier three. Because I completely agree. This is a tier three. This movie is one big misfire. Nothing works. The jokes fall flat. The action scenes are boring. Uh, the protagonist is a whiny idiot. Johnny Depp is just this cliche. It really was bad. And I just, well, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, what is wrong with this movie? And I couldn't put my finger on it because it just felt like it was just constantly out of step. Yes. The only thing I, I, the only thing I liked was the William Tell overture. Like that. Right. On the train, right at the end. Yeah. And I was like, when it kicked in, I was like, well, that's kind of fun. But then the action was still very bland. They tried to do a Batman Begins sort of thing where you don't actually see him become the hero for like an hour and a half. Oh, And it works in Batman Begins. This one, you're like... I don't really care about no. your protagonist. No. Like, and it's way too long, too. They could have cut this down so easily and everything just seemed drawn out. I'm like, put on the mask, be the hero. 
Ugh. Yeah, this yeah. is it bugged me. Too. Tier terrible. Tier I was three. also really sad that the I can't remember her name. The actress in it from Luther. Yeah, I mean, like, like when the movie first came out, I was like, oh, good, she's going to become a star now. And then the movie was such a her, horrendous flop. That, no, and this did, this didn't do wonders uh, for Army Hammer. It didn't do anything for Johnny Depp. It's just. But Helena Bottom Carter really took oh, off God, because stop, of this movie. Stop. <laughs> Davy Crockett, 1955. Davy. Joel, Davy Crockett, Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. And uh, River Pirates. And River Pirates. <laughs> yeah, this movie is funny because it actually was a TV series. They did like this Davy Crockett special on the, Dis- on, not on the Disney Channel, but on the Disney Sunday movie or whatever they called it back then, Disney World of Color. But they did these three episodes of this Davy Crockett story, and it did so well that they ended up smashing them together into one long movie. And then that did so well, and that started the Davy Crockett craze of the 1950s when everyone was wearing coonskin caps and, you know, singing Davy Crockett songs. That uh, I had a coonskin cap when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, <they all> did. <laughs> of course you did. I know. Yeah, you grew right? up with the Amish. Yeah. But that they, they ended up making a sequel, which is funny considering, spoiler alert, for historians out there, Davy Crockett dies at the end of the first well, one. Well, in fact, at the, okay. the end of episode three, so at the end at of the, the first movie. In the basement of the Alamo, it's where he dies. He, the basement? Yeah. We need to find this place. <laughs> he, he dies in the Alamo. Yeah. And then they're like, let's make a prequel. Like, yeah. this is a movie that Which was like. We, we didn't watch the prequel. We no. just watched Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. Um, you can tell there's a, a clear cut at the end of every 30 minutes where it's all burner, and then all of a sudden it seems like a new episode it's like starts. like they put up a title card. And that's how the like movie that. goes. Huh. But it's not a bad movie. Um, can I give a little personal anecdote real quick? Sure. So all the time growing up, for a long time growing up, I was told that I was related to Davy Crockett by my mother. And I, I, I bragged about this. I'm like, I'm related to Davy Crockett. Then not too long ago, maybe a couple years I looked at my family history tree and I found out that I'm related to David Crockett, who is not Davy Crockett. I then brought this to my mom and I said, Mom, you lied to me. And she's like, no, no, we're related. I'll, I'll prove it to you. She still hasn't. So I just want to put that out there that I may or may not be related. To David. To David Crockett. To David Crockett. Mr. David Crockett. Which I didn't – I learned actually a couple things about Davy Crockett from this movie. It wasn't entirely factual, but like some things I was like, oh, I didn't know that about him. Like it really kind of helped me know more about him. I was worried for a while there. That he was going to be a Yancey character mm. from uh, Cimarron, as we talked about in our best pictures. Which right. We, we hated that know-it-all, you know, braggart character. And I was worried he was going to become that. But then in the end, he's Davy Crockett. And it was fine. And I was okay with it. So I'm going to give this one a tier two. I oh. lean towards tier three. You lean towards it or you're giving it a tier three? Ah, like, I want to say tier two, but most of these movies do become tier twos for me. If I was being harsh, I would say tier three. The whole movie throws me off because there are three specific acts that are completely different. There's a war against the Indians, which is very violent. Yep. There is, he goes to Congress mm-hmm. and then he goes to the Alamo. Mr. Like Crockett it was felt so disjointed that I just but didn't. Kent, he killed him a burr when he was only three. <laughs> Davy, Davy Crockett. The song's great. His character's fun and his sidekick is really fun. But yeah. that's pretty much all I can say for the whole thing. So you're giving this a tier two or tier three? You're making me want to watch it, honestly. What's Ken? your official ruling? Describe three. It. I'm going with three. <sighs> you just want to be mean. Yeah. Three. I'm mad. You hate America. Three. I'm, I've always been a Daniel Boone fan. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No one's a Daniel Boone fan. Watcher in the Woods. Watcher in the Woods. I already know how you guys feel about this one from the 1980. Movie that terrified every elementary school kid for years. We won't spend too much time on this because we did back in Halloween. We did. Uh, it came out in 1980. It's the story of a teenage girl and her little sister who become encompassed in a supernatural mystery regarding a missing girl in the woods surrounding their new home in the English countryside. Wow, good pitch there. Well, it's from IMDb. So, oh. you know. Yeah, keep that up then. I don't have any of those. <laughs> and actually, it was pitched to Disney executives. Uh, stating, quote, this could be our exorcist. 
What? That's what that's <laughs> like, how, did people want an exorcist? That's how the producer pitched it to the executives. I don't know why, but, you know. So this was made in 1980. This still creeps me out. And, oh, when it was released in 1980, it actually got pulled from theaters a week later because they had to rework the ending. There are, like, multiple endings for this There for are. This movie. One of which you've huh. explained. One they of which changed the ending about. after it hit theaters? It hit theaters. Well, crazy. They pulled it, reshot stuff, put it back in theaters. They wanted to get it out in time for uh, Betty Davis's 50th year of acting or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they kind of rushed it, and then they realized, no, we've got to pull this back. It still creeps me out. But it's not a great movie, so I'm going to give this a tier two. I'm giving it a tier one. You would, because this is their exorcist. Based on the nostalgia and the fact that Disney pulled off horror well. What was wrong with Disney in the early 80s? There was a lot wrong. No, like almost every movie from like 79 to 85 is like dark, dark Disney. And this is a movie that like everyone, at least locally here, <laughs> has seen this movie yeah. multiple times. Watch, and watch it, our it is part of our childhood. Tier one. Tier one. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Tell me about the cat from outer space. <laughs> I've been waiting to tell you about the cat from outer I've space. I'm genuinely, you know, interested right now. Like, what on earth? Kent, you've already expressed I your mean, opinion. You what want, you want to on outer it? space? Cat from outer space is seriously a cat from outer space. A UFO crash lands, and there is a cat who mind talks to you, and he basically finds a human that he can. We call that telepathy. To. Telepathy. Kent. Yeah, it's not called mind talk anymore, Kent. That's so 1970. I, I, I call it Jacob and his werewolves talking to each other. Um, <laughs> Jacob on the show or Jacob and Twilight? Jacob and Twilight. <laughs> like, Jacob. I like the idea of Jacob over here My, talking to werewolves. Uh, that happens too. <laughs> Jacob and his werewolves. Back at it again. Yeah. This cat helps this guy and basically makes him convinces him that he's an alien because he helps him gamble. No, okay. The cat crash lands on Earth. Part of his spaceship is missing or broken, so he needs to fix it, but he needs gold to do that. So he has to gamble. So he has to gamble to get gold. I was actually surprised by the amount of gambling and drinking in this Disney children's film of 1970. 70% of this movie is hustling and gambling. It is. And they cheat. They cheat to, to win. Much like the computer who wore tennis shoes, <laughs> this movie's all about cheating. And then, of course, the government's trying to figure out what's really going on. Yes. Do we need to get this cat? And it ends in like the most ridiculous chase possible. <laughs> this sounds so absurd. At the no, end of okay, the movie, uh, they make this cat a United, United States citizen. <laughs> they do. Because he falls in love with the girl cat. This is ridiculous. No, but, okay, here's what the cat can do, though. The cat has powers, Jacob. The cat can freeze people and levitate people. And wow. levitate things. So, like, say you're watching a basketball game. And someone is about to miss a dunk. The, even if someone's falling, the cat will go mm, and have like a, a necklace the, that the will glow. The collar will glow. And, yeah, it's a collar. And then all of a sudden the basketball player will float back up and then put the ball in the basket. Yes. I feel like this should be a mystery science theater like movie. It should be. It's a it? tier three. Tier three. We, we, maybe we take, need to have a, take this movie a wing from of our my, show. Can, can, this was a beloved movie from my childhood. And you're giving it a tier three. You're okay with that? Yeah. Good, because I am too. Yeah. I Why should, are you? I should have left this movie in my childhood. I sat the kids down. I'm like, kids, we're going to watch The Cat from Outer Space. You're going to love it. I put it on, and I was sitting there watching the whole time going, this is a one-trick pony, and it's a boring trick. Like, it's the same levitation thing. And then they do this levitation thing for, like, ten minutes where they're just floating. It's not good. It's, and there's an airplane chase that is insanely long. Yes. And it's ridiculous. This movie is a tier three, and I'm sad that I watched it because it ruined my childhood. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen his childhood? <laughs> Have you seen my childhood? No. All right. Sky High. 
2005. Sky High, 2005. Am I starting this off? Yes, please. This is a fun movie. It's one of those ones that keeps, you forget that Disney made it because it came kind of before the big superhero craze that we're in now. Uh, and it also has my original crush, Linda Carter, in it. I, I had a huge crush of one, on Wonder Woman. I thought you were going to say Bruce Campbell. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the, actually, funny story. The, the young actors all had their own trailer and were generally kept separated because, quote, we did not want them to date after the second week and break up after the fourth. Wow. So they kept the kids apart. And I think the kids did good. I think Kurt Russell did good. I like this movie. I'm giving it a tier one. That's hilarious. I like that little detail. Yeah. That they keep the kids apart? Don't let them date. No. That would be bad for filming. This is Hogwarts for superheroes? Yeah, it totally is. And, you know, it's like the two of the biggest superheroes of all time. Their kid doesn't have any powers. He's afraid to tell his parents, and he goes to high school. Thank you. I keep forgetting to give synopses. It, I mean, that's usually your thing. I know. And that's not that's my thing. I'm that's for sure. I'm sick. I can't think straight. In this movie, I hadn't watched. I never watched it back in the day. And the only reason that Joel was able to convince <laughs> me to watch it is because it has... Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the movie. Yes. And I'm a fan, even when she's probably like 19, whatever. Who is that? So, 19. Yeah, let's say 19. So let's it's say creepy. 19. So it's not creepy. <laughs> yeah. what, I don't know who that is. Who, what else is she from? She's uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She's the she's in the Thing remake. Oh, okay. She's in Death yeah. Proof. She's in the interview. She's in 10 Cloverfield Lane coming no, out she's next not in the interview. No, sorry. Think of someone else. I'm a big fan of her acting ability. I'm sure you are. <laughs> And so you're giving this? You're giving her? No, and not, the movie was clever. It, it also, oh, it also has a, tropes a, a Caitlin some, from Flash. Yes. As a, as a younger woman. And I kind of liked it because it's all about sidekicks mm-hmm. and kind of glorifying sidekicks. Yeah. It's a tier two movie. You can relate to that, that you're, you know, the sidekick of the show, so. Wow. Wow. <laughs> to who, Jake? Yes. <laughs> you're both sidekicks. <laughs> <laughs> to whoever gets the MVP this week. Right. All right. So it, I give it a tier two. So tier one, tier two, I can live with that. Right. Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. From 1994. Yes. So the synopsis, when a boy prays for a chance to have a family. What? Is this for real? Yes. It's been a long time. If the California (laughs) Angels win the pennant, angels are assigned to make that possible. Hold on. I have not seen this movie since 1994. Yeah. He uh, prays for a chance to have a family? No, 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 no. If they win the pennant? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You haven't seen this since 94, and you're going to tear it from your viewing in 1994? I didn't want to rewatch this one. Okay. okay. (laughs) Here's the thing. Much like a cool running sort of movie, I watched this movie back then, and I enjoyed it in a certain way. Yeah, it's going to have a really obvious filter. It's a foster kid who kind of, his his dad's a widower, and he talks to him, and he says, when are we going to be a family again? And his dad says, I'd say when the angels win the pennant. And so he takes that as gospel. Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes that as gospel, and then starts praying that the angels will win the pennant. And then the angels cheat. I and I cannot, Joseph I cannot get behind a movie that shows <laughs> How angels. How old is he? I cannot get behind a movie that shows angels taking part in dishonest sports cheating. A- alien cats can cheat. Yeah. But not fine. angels. No. Yeah. And computers that wear tennis shoes. By the way, did you guys realize that uh, two of the angels in this movie, Matthew McConaughey and Aiden Brody, would go on to win Academy Awards for Best Actor? Oh, yeah. That's strange. Weird, huh? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Ken, I'm going to yeah. give this one... Tier one. There's there's a lot of people who love this movie. And if you say this movie, they'll start waving their arms in the air like I'm doing now. Because I've never... Uh, it does have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It has a really good cast. But it's a tier three because I've never Whoa. cared to revisit this one. Honestly, I get this movie confused with Little Big League. I, these movies are interchangeable for me. All sports movies are interchangeable for you. Right, but they came you out about Rudy the same was time. Hoosiers. Yeah, you, Stop that. You thought, it was, you thought it was the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> rookie of the year. Yeah, rookie of the year. That's what. <laughs> rookie of the year, indeed. Yeah. So I've never cared to go back. I enjoyed it okay at the time. 
bet. Yeah. Tier three? Yeah, tier three. I'm going to give it a tier two because it does have nostalgia for me, and I do remember it very well. I haven't gone back and watched it too many times because it was okay. It's really sappy. It's really sappy. But people love it, and it has something endearing about it, so I'm going to give it a tier two. All right. Let's talk another Disney flop, John Carter. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> so John Carter is one big Mess. No, wait. Did you watch it in theaters, or did no. you just watch it? This was another one Kent made me watch. You saw this, this show. in the last couple of weeks. Yes. So this is fresh in your mind. This is fresh in my mind, as fresh as a cow pie, because it is one big flop. This is from a 1917 novel that people have been trying to get made for for you know years and years and years. It's a I, I can't remember the uh, author. Edgar Rice Burroughs. No. Yes. No. Yeah, it's Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Author um, of Tarzan. Which, <laughs> but the movie started out, and I have to say this, that it just kind of like starts off and says. Mars is not called Mars. It is called Barsoom. And I'm like, okay, this movie is officially stupid. (laughs) Right from the beginning. It's like, no, it's called Barsoom. And then it starts throwing so many characters and plot points. Do you think they're going to call it Mars over there? That's your line? Calling a Mars a different name? No, but it's not just that. It's the fact that right at the beginning they're like, everything you know is wrong. We call a a broom a Fargle Bargle. Deal with that. And I'm like, Scuttle. what? <laughs> Deal with that. <laughs> it really Deal with that. But that just kind of represented the movie for me that it's like, hey, we're so cool. We're showing you this different world and we're showing you how different it is. Watch. And then it's just one. You can jump really high. Because yeah. you're stronger here. Your power is jumping really high. You know, lesser gravity makes you so powerful. But it was just bland and dull and boring and messy. Like, it really... I kept trying to want to like this movie. Yeah. But I couldn't. And I really... Like, I heard people say, oh, you know, it's just... People hate it on it too much. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, it is that bad. I will never watch this movie again. It was terrible. Wait, is this... Did you already say your tier? Tier three. Tier two for you? Tier three. I think you're being a little harsh. So is your face. (laughs) I think you're being a little harsh. His face thinks you're being harsh, too. Yeah. It's doing the like. Come on, this is a give big it a mess. break. This is a big mess. My wife watched this because she <laughs> she wanted to see. Uh, oh, I just blanked on his name. The guy, Friday Night Lights guy. Yeah, Gambit. Yeah, well, yeah. But what's what's his Taylor name? Kitsch. No, what, what's his name in the in the rigs? No, shoot, I forgot his name. John Carter. No, in in Friday Night Lights, he's called something. And football they player him. number yeah. one, Tim Riggins. And my wife, my wife said, oh, Tim Riggins is this one? I want to see it. And I said, there are a lot of good-looking guys in the world. She said, yeah, there are a lot of good-looking guys. There's only one Tim Riggins. Wow. So wow. she watched this movie. She hated it as well. And she said, this made me like him less. You're being harsh. So's your face. I think Disney... Can we quote your wife on Twitter for saying that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually did already. I quoted her on Twitter. Oh, did you? You can find the tweet If you there. had the chance to watch this or Lone Ranger again, which one would you prefer? Lone Ranger. You're crazy. I would choose Lone Ranger. Uh, you're, you're absolutely insane. I would just listen I'm going to have to go with Kins on that. That's craziness. You're nuts. <laughs> this movie has some merit. I just think Disney dropped the ball because you watch a movie like John Carter, you're like, oh, is this a prequel to Coach Carter? Because it doesn't tell me that it's a science fiction movie at all. Well, why, why not call it The Princess of Mars, which is what it was meant to be called? Princess of Barsoom, please. Or, or John Carter of Mars. <laughs> Barsoom. Joel. <laughs> So, also, the the problem with this movie is they wanted it to be so epic because, really, this is the beginning. This is the J.R.R. Tolkien of every sci-fi movie we have now. This is the Star Wars before there was Star Wars. But the thing is, we've seen it done better. The book may have been. The origin of this idea is what created what we have seen in better movies, frankly. No, and I fully acknowledge that I haven't read the novel, but I'm not back on the novel. Now, when you see this kind of stuff, you're like, oh, it's a typical... 
hero's journey. And honestly, the it guy wasn't is bad. But the guy Superman, I'm not going to mock the powers because that those were Superman's original abilities. No, I saw that. I saw that parallel where it's like, you know, lesser gravity, he can jump high, right. leap, leap buildings in a single bound. Exactly. Which was fine. I had no problem with that. I actually like the CG. I like the big dumb animal. Uh, the, the problem was... You mean Taylor Riggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim Riggins, the big dumb animal. And to be honest, I really like the real world tie-in where you see Edgar Rice Burroughs as a boy. And it's his uncle, right? His uncle is John yeah, Carter. Yeah, something like that. And I like seeing that drawn into the reality of the real written story. And I'm like... I like that world. I just wish this movie were better because it's just average. It's a mess. It is not a mess. It's average. So much clutter. Yeah. It's tier two for me. Oh, give me a break. Not at all. Yeah. If I was voting, can't we win? Yeah. Good thing you're both wrong then. <laughs> high five. Oh, that was a crappy that was high a five. Really weak high five. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you had to reach a John Carter high five. Yeah. Right. right. I found this a John Carter high five. Yeah. That was a John Carter high five. That's a high five from Mars. failed. <laughs> no, but Disney had so much money invested in this they movie. They did. And then, I don't know what happened, but they just lost faith in it. Probably well, because they saw the movie. Well, and it just failed. I mean, now they're only making Marvel and Star Wars movies for a reason, because they have a formula that works. Their original stuff isn't working anymore. John Carter didn't work. That's what I'm saying. Well, John mean, Carter and Lone It was Ranger. a terrible name. It was terrible marketing. And What's his bucket? terrible movie? Taylor Kitsch? No, the director. What I call him? Taylor Riggs? Nemo guy. Oh, yeah. Stanton? Andrew Stanton. No, that's not right, is it? This is an interesting tangent. Let's let's follow is this it? down the road. <laughs> the director? You don't know the director, Joel? I don't care about this, this movie. <laughs> He's the guy who directed Finding Nemo. Like they gave it was like, okay, you can't lose. Was it Stanton? It's Andrew Stanton. Okay, sorry. So this was an interesting tangent. It I'm should glad have we worked. No, it band. should have worked. I mean, Finding Nemo. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody loves that. Even if Kent doesn't, we're not talking about Finding Nemo. We're talking about live action. Move along. All right, let's talk about John Carter some more. No. <laughs> Seriously, I can't believe you picked Lone Ranger over John Carter. It's only because of the score. And I could fall asleep during I could fall asleep during Lone Ranger a lot. Over one song in, in Lone Ranger? I, I'm trying to find things good about him. And John Carter had some mild sp- I'm not talking about this movie anymore. It's stupid. Move on. <laughs> Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, nineteen fifty four. 1954. It's a sports movie, right? Yes. Yeah. It's all 20,000 leagues, baseball leagues under the sea. Yes. I think that's a joke from like Tiny Toons or something like that. So a ship is sent to investigate a wave of mysterious sinking encounters. The advanced submarine, the Nautilus, commanded by Captain Nemo. That was poorly worded, but it is what it is. Basically, there's a really cool submarine led by a megalomaniac captain. Yeah. Think of like Captain Ahab underwater. Yes. That's kind of what it is. And... Basically, our anchor points, pardon the word, <laughs> right? I got you. Our, who's, who's our captain? Nemo. Nemo, yes. Yeah. He does a really good job. He does. You kind of... You kind of, you like you, him. You like him, but you're scared of him. Yes. Because the thing is, this guy is... They, they bring these guys in the ship, and he just keeps getting weirder and weirder and more obsessed and more obsessed. And he plays this really cool organ, too, which is the organ from the Haunted Mansion. Oh, is it really? They, they, the pipe work is different, but they took that organ, and that's in the Haunted Mansion in the ballroom with all those people dancing. So next time you go to the Haunted Mansion, look for the 20,000 Leagues Under Captain Nemo's organ. You like fun facts. Do you know how they filmed this movie? Because much of it's underwater. I heard that they filmed it uh, actually underwater. Uh, I can't remember where, though. Like with models? In a or cave. What? No, in a submarine. It was in a cave or something like that they filmed it out. I do know that they had know. to reshoot the giant squid scene because it was calm waters and you could see all the wires. So they right. kind of made a storm to make it more tense and hide the wires. Look, I'll say this. It, it's a pretty slow movie. Uh, you, you're only watching it really for the acting, which is strange in a Disney movie because they aren't really known for that. Kirk Douglas. Yeah, Kirk Douglas. That's weird. That is weird. And he doesn't even play a main character. Like no. He's kind of just he's off like, to the like side. He's like Yeah. No, it's strange. 
But when you get to that scene with the squid, yeah, like it's a huge payoff. Terrified me as a kid. Even now, the squids, the, even, like squids with beaks. That beak, yes. terrifies me. And you get to see this giant squid beak, huh. chomping right. away trying to kill people. You guys gonna give us our tier? It's really quite effective. I give it a tier two. I give it a tier two as well. High five. We're, we're friends. It's again. good. It's not great. Yes. All right. And well, it's, by the way, it's being remade now because it's oh, really? Disney. Yeah, but they're going to change it to the metric system, so it's going to be 20,000 meters into the sea. Uh, <laughs> that's a really weird joke. <laughs> it's right. a really weird joke. Tron Legacy from Tron 2010. Tron Legacy. So I redacted my uh, score for Tron, and I gave it a tier one. Tron Legacy, kind of disappointing. Well, is it because of Jeff Bridges' face? It is a lot. A lot of it has to do with his face. Tron, Tron Legacy is essentially the story of Jeff Bridges' son who ends up getting pulled into the computer and finding his dad, who's also in there. This is a sequel that we all wanted, and we didn't hate when it came out. We all wanted. Come on. Tron is a really cool idea. Is it? Yes. Oh, it's a good idea. I, it's a good idea. Execution, but moderate. I mean, visually, I think it did a really no, similar thing, I, though. Groundbreaking. I groundbreaking. Both yeah. movies, when they came both, out, yeah. like... Even Tron Legacy, what it did for like CG mm-hmm. was awesome. Like when they're playing the games. Oh, I love the light bikes. Like and the discs. That's pretty much all you want in the movie. Yeah. Sadly, it's only about six to seven minutes. But I thought that's where the movie excelled. The problem was kind of the acting from Sam, Sam okay. Flynn. It wasn't great, and kind of <laughs> you're Jacob yawning in my ears. I wasn't even looking at him. <laughs> Can't apparently you're going on too long. And, and the reason for the story, I didn't really get it. I didn't really care. I actually wanted to see more of actually the character Tron mm-hmm. because they made him out to be kind of like a revamped kind of cool version. Mm-hmm. And it was more just old Jeff Bridges versus really crappy looking CG Jeff Bridges. It is. What's so I gave it a tier two. Okay. I love the look. I love the soundtrack. Like, oh, the soundtrack is soundtrack, amazing. I could put that on the background. The soundtrack is tier one. Oh, the soundtrack is tier one. I will yeah. agree with that. But the movie's meh. It's a good continuation of the story, but it, I think it's on par with the original. I think they're both kind of in that same level of, wow, really cool looking, great idea, execution, meh, it's okay. Hmm. So, Tron Legacy, tier two. All right, would you guys go ahead and tier Oz the Great and Powerful from 2013 and Aww. Return to Oz as well? We'll just take them out at one spot. Well, there's something very special about Oz the Great and Powerful. There is. I what? took this is the first screening I took Joel to. It is. It's our first screen together. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> you go to so many screenings of so many people, I didn't think you'd remember. I mean, how could I forget? Because afterwards we talked to a drunk guy for about a half an hour. That was creepy. Yeah. Um Oz the Great and Powerful, visually fantastic, but weak story, weak dialogue, weak characters. How how did they make Mila Kunis so weak? So wooden. Right. She was just like this wooden actress, and the whole time they're projecting spoiler alert for 2013. <laughs> Like, far back, they're projecting that she's going to end up being the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, it's so obvious. And then when it finally happens, you're like, yeah, yeah, we knew that. I actually wonder how people who haven't watched Wizard of Oz would like this one. But I didn't hate it. And I think, the, like I said, the visuals are spectacular. So I'm going to give this a tier two because it's pretty to watch. Yeah, it's, it's a Blu-ray movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. pretty much it. It's a tier two. Okay. Okay. And then Return to Oz? And Return to Oz. It's creepy. And not in a good way. That Hall of Heads still haunts me to this day. When all the heads start screaming. And I, I think that, well, those that were familiar with the books praised it for how close it was of an, adap- of an adaptation. But I, I don't like this one. And I don't really, I don't like this one. So I'm going to give it a tier three just because it was a severe dislike for me. I think you're right. It is creepy, but it's in all the right ways. So opposite of what I said. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's creepy for the best. 
I mean the the wheelers. Oh, the wheel the wheelers pe- freak people out. I really didn't scare me that oh, much. Oh, they they freaked me right out. It was the Hall of Heads got me. The Hall of Heads were crazy. I mean, I just thought this movie was bonkers. The fact that Dorothy was crazy and yeah. had electroshock therapy. Yeah, what the heck? Like what, what? this does is change everything. It isn't really a Disney movie at all. The story is like Dorothy's considered crazy, be giving electro th- electroshock treatments. She ends up going back to Oz. Like she is basically rescued and she's been lobotomized. A hellish portal back to Oz. Yes. And everything has changed. The scarecrow is no longer the ruler. No. And it's it's gone astray. There's a robot named TikTok and that's the only good thing about it. But this movie is like so unforgettable it's a tier one you just said tier two a second ago no i did not it's tier one you oh i didn't say gosh. tier two i thought you did nope i thought you were tier saying. one tier one tier yeah. one return to oz tier yeah. one you're putting this among the rakes of the greatest live action disney movies i could of go time? to anyone on the street and say hey return to oz and they'd be like oh my gosh that movie or they would say hey get away from me you freak <laughs> <laughs> you just can't walk up to him and say return to no, oz my daughter she actually watched Re- wizard of oz the other day and she I goes oh movie. can we watch return to oz i'm like no oh no and she goes no it's like a car- cartoon can we watch that and i'm like oh there's a cartoon okay. <laughs> uh then yeah possibly so what, what would you give wizard of oz this isn't a disney movie but what would you give wizard of oz it's a one and you're putting this on par with wizard of oz because it's so unique it's no. not just the standard sequel it mixes this with is never-ending story. story two stop that right now that's essentially <laughs> what this is stop that this is the whiz no it is not <laughs> move on down move on down the road Jake, you got to see this. Movie. I, I know you're making me want to. I mean, this is very peculiar. It's crazy. I, All right, maybe I'll watch it again one day and change my mind. Right now, it's just tier three. All right, let's go. Let's let's keep moving. Something wicked this way comes from 1983. <laughs> uh, this is a movie that I've watched repeatedly throughout my life, really? which is kind of weird. And it's always during the Halloween season because it's about a big circus slash carnival that comes into town. Things get dark immediately, mm-hmm. and the whole town starts just. It's, it's disappearing that whole, or right. Be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Cause like someone wants to be beautiful and they get that wish, but with the catch and this guy wants a woman and he gets it, but with the catch. So it's all kind of like, that sounds good. It, it sounds good. This is a tier three. Whoa. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the novel to be honest. Cause I was forced to read it in English class when I was young and forced to analyze it. This reminded me, this, this brought back memories of that class. And it's just a dull movie. It's boring. And they had to reshoot parts of it. So sometimes the boys are like eight. Sometimes they're like 14. Not really. That's just what it seems like. They look drastically really? different. It's not oh, noticeable. Yeah. In the spider scene. Watch. If, if you know what I'm talking about, go back. and If you want to go back and watch it, watch it and then watch from when they, the spider scene and they look drastically different. The spider scene and the mirror scene. Like their faces are longer. Like they're older boys at that point. Huh. But the movie's just dull. And the scary parts are not that scary. I may have been frightened by this one as a kid, but watching it again, it's dull and boring, and it's a tier three. Kent? It's a tier one. Oh, I was waiting on. for that. It's, it's a straight-up tier one. <laughs> You're trolling me. I'm not at all. What is happening this here? This movie sticks with you. No. Yeah, like when they go on the carousel that reverses time, but there's always a consequence. Like, basically, this movie is like Faustian. It's making a deal with the devil, and it is really be careful what you wish for. And Jonathan Price is Mr. Dark. Is the carnival leader? He is creepy as all get out. He's perfect He's in this okay. movie. I, I think it's the opposite of Bland. I think it, this I prefer is, him in Tomorrow Never Dies. This is kind of like a Tom and Huck sort of thing, but Tom and Huck in a dark circus. Jim Nightshade. That's so one of, that's one of the kids' names. I hope this is your new Gallivant. <laughs> it may be the new really <laughs> Gallivant. You're gonna bring that up. <laughs> 
You can't let it go. No, no, you can't. No, Jake, I recommend you watch this one. It's it is a Halloween movie and it's Disney, so it's a it's lighter. Read the book. I actually will have to watch this one because uh, my wife's been asking me to watch it for like three weeks now for some no, reason. Really? Yeah. If you want a scary Disney, go with Watcher in the Woods. That's the better one. I need to see that as well, actually. You gave Watcher in the Woods a tier one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you're putting this on par with Watcher in the Woods? Yes. You're insane. Hmm? Go ride a carousel. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the Muppets. Okay. So we, this one we actually did uh, combine. Yeah. So which one? Because there are... A pantheon of Muppet okay, movies. Well, okay, let me just ask you. The, well, no, yes. just the, the, of the new ones, are they going to get the different rankings? Yes, they are. Okay, well, yeah, then let's start with... About, we're not going to talk about the Muppet movie and Muppet caper and things like that. We're basically just talking about... The, the remakes, Muppets, I'm saying. The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah. So, I love the first reboot. That got, I think, my highest rated of that year when I watched it. I really enjoyed it. I hated the sequel. That was a tier three. So, tier one, tier three. Wow. The tier first, one, tier three. Yeah. Wow. Hey, high fives. I just coughed in my hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kent. Yep. Uh, the first one captured the magic. The second one was a cash grab. I actually saw I saw the first one on a Disney cruise for the first time, and that may have enhanced the experience. I'm sure it did. Really good. It movie. was just a cute and clever movie. It was, and it really it felt nostalgic. Like, yeah, I remember how fun they were. And now, both with Muppets Most Wanted and the TV show, it's kind of like, yeah, welcome back. I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I never actually watched the sequel. No need. It, I mean, it was like that looks really. You know, an evil, uninspired. evil Kermit comes to take over. Yeah. Which I was like, Tina Fey's on there. I don't know. Right. No, I know they, you're a big fan of Tina Fey. Even Phil Dunphy. I used to actually appreciate her. They had Phil Dunphy and, and on there. And Phil sisters. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Bring up sisters. <laughs> Worst movie. Gallivant. All right. So one, three, we agree. Yep. Watch, watch Gallivant. So the black hole, 1979. <laughs> Did you just say watch Gallivant? Was that a subliminal message? Yeah. It was. He said watch Gallivant, and then he said it's a black hole. And so let's talk about That's the black right. Hole. Yeah. You'll get lost. You'll never want to come out. Uh, Kent, you want to go first on this one? So when did it come out again, Black 1979. Hole? 1979. It's weird that this movie looks like it came out 1953 instead of 1979. Yes. When you think about 2001 A Space Odyssey coming out almost a decade before right. and looking really like they were in space compared to this one where you can see the wires. It's so dated. It's terribly dated. And I was excited to see Anthony Perkins in a new role too, but uh, and yeah. Ernest Borgnine. Right. Marty! This movie, it has all the excitement of Star Trek, the motion picture. Having, having never seen it, what's that reference mean? It means, like, that is the most boring, like, it, it, it does some weird things with theology slash matter. It's so <laughs> stupid. I can't even describe so, it. Plot point. Uh, let me give the plot synopsis. This is basically the same plot as Interstellar, where they park a ship outside of a black hole. And then Matthew McConaughey's there. And I'm pretty sure that's how the movie went, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Fell, I fell asleep. That's right. No, this movie is... is Except for there's a really cheesy robot. Oh, God, yeah. Slim Pickens and... Oh, who was the other one? Are we talking about Interstellar now or are we talking about... Uh, no, because the robots Roddy McDowell. Interstellar Roddy McDowell. Awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, Black Hole. That's Roddy true. McDowell that was the best Slim Pickens are the robots. And I remember liking the robots as a kid, but the movie really is... It, it, it tries to do well, like a... They find a utopia, basically. And it's led by this crazy guy. Like it, similar to movies. similar to yeah, similar to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yes, this megalomaniac leader who's named uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but his real name is Maximilian. The actor is. But then they realize that everything he's doing is not exactly up to par. But it's just I had vague memories of this movie as, as a kid. I really should have left it in the past. It's strange they try to make a science fiction movie like this back in like close to 1980. This yep. is post Star Wars. Did you guys give it a tier? Tier three. Tier three. All right. Okay, what the crap is Darby O'Gill and the Little People? Darby O'Gill! 
Oh, she is my dear, my darling one, her eyes so sparkling full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of her. So in 1959, this movie came out. It's about a wily old codger who matches wits with the king of the leprechauns and helps slay matchmaker for his daughter and the strapping lad who has replaced him as caretaker. Let's just skip. <laughs> no, I tell you what, this is a <laughs> you family. You got so excited. This is a family classic. I sing Pretty Irish Girl to my kids. Like, they know that tune. I sing it all the time to them. The Banshee made me cry. It terrified me as a kid. Yep. Uh, Sean Connery's one of his first uh, roles. This is actually the role that landed him the job in Dr. No. This oh, gave him Bond. Really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, one of the producers saw him in that or something like that and wanted him to be Bond. Uh, I think that the special effects even hold up pretty well. They used a lot of forced perspective to make the leprechaun see small. And there are scenes where I'm like, wow, how did they even do that back then? Because this is 1959. Yeah. And I had a crush on uh, Katie, Katie. <laughs> in the movie. Katie! This movie is a tier one, if ever there were a tier one on this list. Wow. I don't tier one. This is the top of the top. Well, the, of this list. It's up there, yes. Up there or the top? I'm, I'm talking about the previous show. There may have been better, but I really love Darby and the Little People. And it is almost complete nostalgia, but I love this movie. Did, did you watch it recently? Yes. Okay. I, I, you watch it all the time. I watch this almost every March. Ooh, something's coming. Because I watched this the other day. Because mm-hmm. I remember the Banshee being freaky. And oh, I was like... Oh, let me get a stabbing tool out. A stabbing tool? Just in case. Is that a plastic <laughs> knife? It's a plastic fork. So... Joel is actually holding a plastic fork. <laughs> I'm going to have to give this movie a tier one. I knew you were going uh, you, you to say that. <laughs> this is a tier one Disney live action movie. Tier four. Are you being serious right now? I haven't seen it. No. I hadn't even heard of it. It's the stupidest title I've ever heard, though. Darby O'Gill and the I, Little People? Yes. It's so good. <laughs> no, this is kind of like an Aladdin story. Watch this for St. Patrick's. Except for the right. guy... Uh, yeah. So, yeah. There's this, some trouble. There's some old, drama, and there's a little bit of supernatural There's, there's a little end. village, which you can relate to because you grew up in a little village, where uh, this guy... That's fair. ...wants to continually... <laughs> he, he keeps looking for the king of the leprechauns, and so he... But everyone in the town makes fun of him. King Brian. King Brian. And when he finally catches him, they, he, everyone else sees him as a rabbit. Like, he can transform his image. Then everyone still thinks he's crazy. And he's going to lose his farm and things like that. And Sean Connery, the farmhand, comes in to kind of take over. So it's actually got a story to it. It's not just great music. It sound, all sounds crazy. <laughs> it's great. All right. Speaking of weird titles, Babes in Toyland? I thought I had seen this movie. I thought I had. And then I was watching it going, no, I've have, never have you seen, seen the Keanu movie. Reeves one. No, okay. Keanu Reeves, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, who else was the in special that web addiction uh, edition? I think that's Pat what Marita. he saw. Probably uh, Pat Morita's in Pat it. Pat was the reboot. That was the 1981, Wait, what do you mean special web edition? I don't know. Jake, something a little it's sultry, a, probably. It's a Jacob joke. Uh, <laughs> um, but this, this is. I love a, Jacob jokes. I thought I'd seen it, but it's never out, been a thing. <laughs> it is Jacob twist. It's Jacob, Jacob prank. It turns out that this movie. <laughs> I, I, I had a book of it, like a little golden book kind of thing of it. And that's why I knew some elements, but I didn't know where it went. But this movie is kind of a mess. And I'm sorry, but this is a bad movie. The music isn't memorable. The story is flat. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They're going from Toyland to all of a sudden kind of a Christmassy movie. And uh, the main villain, actually, is the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. Really? The actor. Barnaby? Yeah, Barnaby is the same actor who did the Scarecrow Wizard of Oz. So it was just weird. And I have to give this one a tier three. I know it's beloved by many, but... This is basically Into the Woods before there was Into the Woods because they they sing. It's all about like Mother Goose characters, that sort of thing. Yes. Obvious puppet Mother Goose characters. Right. And they sing the entire time. Like the first half of the movie is all music. So why is it called Babes in Toyland? 
Because eventually they get to the Christmas town and it's Toyland. Yeah. There's like a Santa Claus wannabe and they make toys and they have a shrinking ray and a growing ray. And 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 it's kids in in a weird Toyland. Kate Upton shows up and she's scantily clad. Annette Funicello actually sings a whole song about how she can't do math. And that's sad. I can't do the sum. I gave this a tier two. Why? Because the last 20 minutes... There is a pretty fun like last battle. It's like there's a shrink ray, mm-hmm. and basically they're fighting Barnaby with like toy soldiers and toy planes and everything, a toy tank stuff like that. And it was actually really really fun. Like I was kind of bored the whole way through. That last battle really sold me, and that made brought it up to a tier two. It did. Yeah, we're gonna disagree on that. All right, we've only got a few left. Let's move a little quicker through them. Uh, Condor Man, 1981. Condor Man. Keep going, Ken. Just keep talking. Condor Man. I'll wait for you. This is one of Joel's favorite movies. In fact, he holds this so true that he told me the other day his family quotes it maybe once every day. No, well, that's the thing. In the movie, there's these. It's about a writer of comic books. Who ends up kind of he's a civilian they need a civilian to kind of do this CIA mission. His buddy's a CIA agent. So they say, Hey, we need a civilian to do this mission. And he says, Okay, I'll do it if you give me what's in my comic books. And so they give him all the equipment and costumes that are in his comic books, and then he can be kind of this super spy superhero. And uh, the Russian spies that are trying to stop him, he- he's trying to get a-, a Russian agent to defect or help a Russian agent defect. Natalia. Natalia. And uh, he <laughs> There's bad guys that chase him, and I'm going to way too much detail, but that's the plot synopsis. Okay. But there's a scene where one of the Russian guys says, Sotros, which means uh, now in Russian. I learned that like in college, years after I'd seen this movie. But my brothers and I interpreted it as, let's go. And we didn't know exactly what he said because he said Sotros, but we heard Shasha. So now me and my brothers, whenever we want to say let's go, we say Shasha to each other. That's it's, funny. It's brother code. Yeah. And I can quote this movie by heart. I'm not kidding. Could you start now? I could. Like certain lines. Can you speak like Michael Crawford? Because <laughs> he talks like this in every scene. He does. He overacts. He does. Yeah, he does. He's scene. the founder of the opera, so he will. Oliver but, Reed yeah. plays the villain, which is really surprising to in me. In all the bus stations and all the world you like, I hate. Give me the hat and trench coat. What? No. What do you were hired because you were a civilian? All right, but please let me keep the coat. It gives me confidence. Stuff like that. These lines are part of my history. <laughs> this movie is part of my history. And I was surprised. As a kid, I loved the action sequences. As an adult, I was surprised to learn I also liked the story. Apparently, Oliver Reed, who's the main bad guy in this, was insane to work with. Like, getting drunk, throwing his costumes it's in the river, how he was. trying to push the main girl out of a helicopter, things like that. That's normal. Normal. But this is a tier one movie for me. Get and out of my helicopter. I know it's not a good movie, but it is so much nostalgia that I cannot deny it's a tier one. Kent. <laughs> Kent, you write comic books. Condor Man is one of the worst Disney live action movies ever made. Oh no. It's an easy tier three. You this jerk. is just sad. You I am jerk. so sorry to say this. You're not Joel. sorry. I'm pretty happy to be saying this right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> like, I'm watching this movie and I'm trying to watch it with like Joel's eyes when he was a kid being like, okay, I can see why I like this because it's basically an accidental spy story. Yeah. It's called Condor Man, but it's really like, I'm the man who knew too little. No. And somehow I'm able to karate chop my way out of every time. He doesn't karate These chop. super spies are about to kill me. He like basically, it's Three Stooges. No. The spy movie. Yeah, he's not karate chopping his way. He's a klutz who has a briefcase. He turns around and hits a guy in the face. That's not karate chopping. Throughout the movie. Like car chase scenes. 
He's it a, is, it's an awesome car chase scene. But it's always like he has this old truck. These other cars the blew up or these other boats blew up. They're driving to the mountains of Yugoslavia in an old truck, and then these bad guys in Porsches come up behind him. He pushes a button. The seat of the old truck lowers down, and then they shoot out in a sports car, in this like superhero it car. It is like every other movie made in the 80s. I mean, with a movie like Spies Like Us out, why would you ever watch Condor Man? Especially when you can watch John the, Carter, right, Kent? This is the dumbest. I'd watch John Carter <laughs> nine times over Condor I'm sure Man you would, and that's why I'm a better person. <laughs> Remember when I started this one with, let's start going faster? <laughs> this is I'm sorry, the longest Joel. one ever. I will probably watch this again because I want to see how you think this. Well, and keep in mind, Kent watched some pieced together, fuzzy, awful audio version he found on YouTube somewhere. or, or put No, I didn't, I didn't watch the Italian one. I just watched the downloaded one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, me and Kanye West, we download stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I like how you follow him now. No, it's, uh, it's terrible. It's not terrible. Like, it, it's so terrible, it shouldn't even be considered Disney. This is Disney. This is good. You Disney. guys won't be able to clap on your next three agreeing. I, I don't think I don't it'll, think it'll so. take a little while now. <laughs> this is tier three. My favorite it's movie. In the no, world. it's like because the the keep defending it has something a, wicked. Th- okay, you watch something wicked this way comes. You watch Condor Man. Condor Man is going to thrill you. It more. has okay, Jake. It has a fifteen minute long intro where it's a cartoon of Condor Man flying around Paris, and it's like Condor Man. He's all and then you're like, oh, this will be kind of a cool superhero movie. Nope, he wears the suit twice, and really, he's just a spy who bumbles his way into love and survival. He's not a spy. He's a comic book guy. He's, he's a writer of comic it books. It has nothing to do with comic books. Tell me more about Zero. the love. It's, Natalia's beautiful. You'll like that. In the 1980s, <laughs> she was pretty. All right. It's the dumbest All right. movie. We're going John, ahead. We're moving ahead. John Carter and your Something Wicked This Way comes. I will, thankfully. All right. The Mighty Ducks. Mighty I Ducks. Even, I can't even go on from there because Condor Man. It's a childhood favorite, and I don't even, I don't even like hockey that much. Apparently, J- Jake Gyllenhaal was up for the main role, but his parents wouldn't let him do it. Really? I thought that would have made okay. a very different movie. This was a classic when I was a kid. It was a childhood favorite. I really have not gone back and watched it, so I'm going to give it a tier two. Isn't it weird that Coach Bombay was, like, troubled because he lost a game (laughs) back when he was nine? Yeah. Like, I'm sure we'll talk about this movie again when we do sports movies, but it's kind of a weird plot, but it's really, really fun. It's a tier two. Yeah. Tier two, I think. All right. By by the way, in the UK, South Africa, and Australia, it was called Just the Champions. Mm -hmm. And then when they re-released it, it was called... The Mighty Ducks are the champions. I don't know why, but spoiler alert. Right. right. I mean, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> fun, that's a Joel fun fact. It's because it's in Australia. Right. All right. Sorcerer's Apprentice, 2010. Just quickly. Terrible. Nicolas Cage actually came up with the idea for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Wait, which shows you kind of, yeah, it this? shows you what kind of movie it is. No, he was inspired by the, you know, obviously the sketch in Fantasia. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's the wizard. He's kind of basically Merlin. Yeah, the plot point is this kid is apparently the the, the Merlininer or whatever they call him. So this was not based on some YA book. No. no. Although it kind of seems like it. It really seems it like really it. It really feels like it. But then he stumbles upon uh, Nicolas Cage, who's a wizard who apparently can make up his powers at will. I can do this now. This is a half-baked movie. It rushes from plot point to plot point without letting anything sink in. It's like, oh, all of a sudden we're here. Oh, all of a sudden he's a wizard. Oh, all of a sudden now the bad guy's here. Yeah. The, it, the effects are kind of fun. Oh, yeah. There's some visual effects, but it and seems like Jay they're Baruchel, making... who plays The Apprentice, kind of good. He was the only good part. Yeah. Um, but they seem to be making up the rules as they go along. It's like, hey, magic can't do this, but we can do this now. It's like there's no sort of progression. It's like... And Nicolas Cage wasn't crazy enough in the role. If you went full Cage, it would have been a better movie. Maybe. So it's a tier three. This is a tier three. Yeah, that seems fair. All right. Absent-minded professor from 1961. 
Absent-minded professor is uh, this is actually the first Disney film to have a sequel because it was so successful, and this is a favorite of mine as a kid, and so I'm going to give this one a tier one because this is another one that I know and love and quote on occasion, and I think the remake was absolutely unnecessary. I think Flubber was a tier three. Uh, this was another one of those movies where a guy stumbles onto something, somehow gets a magical power, whether it's a flying car or he help, helps kids bounce, and then he cheats his way through the movie. It's a tier three. What the heck? It's a tier three. I think Flubber's a better movie. <laughs> I seriously do. Why are you doing this? You're intentionally I'm not, jabbing no, me. No, I'm not. I actually didn't. I like the lead in Absent-Minded Professor, the movie itself. Kind of bland. Oh my gosh. Because everyone's like, I can't even look he, no, at you. No, because becoming movie, more fun. I can't even look at you. The whole movie is like, I'm the one who created the stuff to help the kids bounce. And everyone else is like, no, no. They're just bouncing on their own. They're like bouncing 40 feet in the air. No, that was me. I did that. Stupid. I need funding for the school. That's a fun plot. <laughs> you know what's a fun plot? Barsoom is in trouble. We have no way of finding help. Oh, this man can bounce. Everything is saved. You know what's a fun plot? Hey, Condor Man, you happen to be in France when I need an American You're spy. just mad because he's a published comic book writer and you're not. <laughs> Man, this is getting personal fast. <laughs> it's really rude. You want to make fun of his face now, Kent? Or no, I don't do that. Okay. I don't sink that low. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where do we go? Uh, let's go to Pollyanna. Okay. Oh, Pollyanna. That'll probably heal things. That yes, was, it will. That was my thought. <laughs> because I thought I'd seen this movie. I hadn't. Same. It, it's very slow, but strangely likable. Uh, in fact, they, they have a thing called the Pollyanna Principle, and it's the tendency to people, for people to remember pleasant items more accurately than unpleasant ones. It's actually a psychological thing. And it's impossible to hate this movie. Like, it really, Polly, Pollyanna, Haley Mills as Pollyanna really does win you over. And even if the movie's kind of, it, not kind of, it is slow, it's a solid tier two. No, it, it's strange because I didn't want to like this movie because it's so old-fashioned. It's two and a half hours, and this entire town, they hate each other. And They're it starts all... with a butt. <laughs> it does start with the kid's butt. In the very opening scene. That was the best when Joel's like, there's nudity in Pollyanna. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, the kid's butt is not what I expected when he said it like that. Right. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, the whole town, they don't like each other, but they're united by the end, and it's kind of a pretty story. It's it's a heartwarming story. It's a end. tier two. I, I actually, my wife, when we watched this one, uh, she, I was mad at her because of where the story went. And I was like, it's going to end sad, isn't it? And then something happened, and I was like glaring at her. She's like, stop looking at me. It's not my fault. Right. Enchanted. Enchanted. Ella Enchanted? No. I'll go first. Came out in 2000. It's about Giselle, an animated princess who gets lost in New York and search for a true love's kiss. Three of the songs were nominated for Best Original Song in the Oscars that year. Yes. This is a tier one. I would agree. This is a tier one. I really like this movie. I wish I liked Amy Adams more. Oh, you're crazy. She owned this movie. No, this she did. Is no, Amy this Adams. movie. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm saying she was fine. And then it was later movies. Now I can't go back and watch this one the same because Julie and Julia ruined Amy Adams for me. I couldn't stand her in that movie and it really did ruin it. Hmm. So Julie and Julia ruined Amy Adams? Yeah. That's weird. No, right? her role. I don't know what it was about just that character, and I just could hmm. not... I just really disliked that character. How and so now, does she know that you love But her? this movie's fun. Apparently, when it was written back in the... It was written back in the 90s, it was a racier rated R movie. What? what? Before Disney picked it up. And then Disney picked it up and hmm. turned it into what it is. You know, I just think it's an adorable movie. If my kids want to watch a Disney movie, it's typically this one. Because yeah. I'm like... 
Although I want them to watch all the other ones because then they'll get this one even more. You yes. know what I mean? Cause, and yeah. I, I think it's unfair that Giselle is not a Disney Giselle! princess. It's because if they did make her a Disney princess, they would have to give like lifetime rights to Amy Adams. Oh, okay. And so it's in her likeness. And right. so they had to kind of nix that as yeah. one of the official princesses. Uh, Newsies. Tier one. Tier one. It's, it's a tier one. You're only saying that because you were threatened with your life. It's a tier one. My, my wife told me it was a tier one, and it's a tier one. How do you really feel? <laughs> it's a tier one. <laughs> How do you really feel? Is there a tier above one? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I didn't see this until college, actually. Are you serious? Yeah. And, and it was because we were doing a parody of it for Divine Comedy called Zoobies, which is actually on YouTube. But my wife claims she went to see Divine Comedy shows, and she claims that she remembers me in this show. It wasn't like you know she knew then that she was going to marry me or anything like that. Well, maybe, but she didn't admit it because she just <laughs> said that she remembered me from that show. And I thought that was kind of funny that that this movie kind of brought us together. I like the music. Uh, I'm not the audience, but it's good. This yeah. is a fun movie. And uh, Bale, uh, Christian Bale, who's in the movie as Jack. Uh, this is about the Newsy strike of 1899 uh, newspaper right. boys. But um, Christian Bale has acknowledged that while it was not a commercial success, because it actually was Disney, one of Disney's biggest flops, live-action flops at that time, uh, its fan base is surprisingly large. Bale said, quote, you say something bad about Newsies, and you have an lo- awful lot of people to answer to, especially if you live in Utah. <laughs> right. It is a big Utah favorite. So what tier was it again? Tier 1. Uh, do you mean that? Tier 1. Do you mean that? Tier 1. <laughs> Moving on. You can't say anything? <laughs> because this is an easy Tier 1. This is a great movie. It's a Tier 1. Stop that. <laughs> He's just mocking you now, Ken. No. No. The, the truth is I was giving this a high two, but then in the end I'm like, I have these songs on my iPod. Like I like this song. I like the songs a lot. And the movie is fun. So I'm going to give it a tier one right. officially. Can I move on or do you want to say some stuff? It's just such a tier one. Okay. It's like I could sing this music right now. Would you? In fact, I'm about to. But you should move on. All right. Santa Fe, are you there? touching the ship and more singing there's so much singing last episode everyone's gonna be like well we, we, we these guys just talk all the time my, my voice is gonna yeah can't, okay. can't just crush my spirit so let's move on <laughs> all right escape to witch mountain 1975 not Ugh. you know the rock i confused when i thought we were when we were watching this one i was confusing it with the sequel when they get hypnotized so i really hadn't seen this one before i watched it for this show and I don't know if I ever saw it before, but I don't. I don't want to watch it again. It wasn't good. It's tier a three? tier three. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm told by others that it's a great movie, but it's a tier three. It really isn't that good. And there's I, one kind of fun scene where the uh, they're making all the toys dance in the room. Yeah, and I like the scene where they make uh, where the collar glowed on the one kid and it made the other people levitate. Yeah, yeah. But there's, sounds there's, like a cat. I know that was the cat from <laughs> See, That's it. Seriously, <laughs> no, no. Just, that's what I got. Because seriously, it was just kind of like, hey, these kids are aliens, sort of. Whoa! Spoiler alert. Well, come on. No truth. I didn't know that. I, I for instance, escaped Witch Mountain. I thought they were witchcraft or something like that. Right. And it wasn't until like midway into the movie I went, oh my gosh, they're aliens. I didn't even realize that. So it was a surprise to me. Hmm. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's uh, go on. Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks. Care to. Tier three. Tier three? I couldn't stand P.L. Travers as a character, and I thought uh, Walt Disney character was like this smooth salesman trying to pull one over. I didn't like either one of the characters. I'd rather watch Mary Poppins. I'm not going to watch Saving Mr. Banks again. Well, Mary Poppins is like the gold standard, but this one at least gives some background, whether it may be true or not. Some fictionalized background, but yeah. But it's kind of nice. I mean, Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks, but it's still humanizes Walt Disney, which we've never really seen before. I think he's a robot. (laughs) Yeah. He may be a robot or an alien in the Hall of the Presidents. We're going to find out halfway through he's an alien. Right. Did you yeah. like this, Jake? I haven't seen it, actually. 
Oh, okay. This is not yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, the 1976 one. <laughs> My wife actually thought Jodie Foster was a boy. Uh, oh, when when she watched it as a kid, yeah. this isn't just new, but she thought it was a boy. Um, and Jodie Foster actually was up for Star Wars and was going to be Princess Leia, but she was still under contract from Disney for this movie, and so she couldn't do it. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of sad. I know yeah. that's too bad. But uh, this was actually the first in a string of body swapping movies that you you know like I can't think of like uh, what's the the one with Fred Savage and the other one with like Kirk Cameron. Like they have all these right. These uh, body swap movies after this one. This is the one that started it. I really like this one. This is a tier one. All right. It's tier two. Yeah. We're good. We're not going to argue anymore. No. <laughs> All right. Let me check here. I think this is the last one. Yeah. Why are you ending on this one? Last one. The world's greatest <laughs> athlete. Seriously, you're ending on this one? I, I, I actually I have a Jacob twist after this, so it'll, that'll help. But, a Jacob twist. But I've been putting this off. So the world's greatest athlete was one of the stupid ones that I watched as a kid. It's the, the premise is this coach goes to Africa and finds this guy, a white guy. Tarzan, basically. Tarzan, who can run faster than a cheetah, so then he brings him back. This is one of the few track and field inspirational sports movies, maybe for good reason. Right. And there's also a voodoo element and a voodoo doll with Tim Conway, which as a kid was hilarious. So and BYU is featured. It is? Yeah. The BYU I, track and field team. Really? Yeah. Well, I have to go back and watch it officially then, because I was doing this one mostly by memory. I gave it a tier two. No, this this movie's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's fine. You can bash on this one. Yeah, it's it's Tarzan doing track and field. So it's tier one. But didn't you like it at the end when he went to China and he found another athlete? Right. Come on. He learned his lesson. It's a tier three. Tier three. All right. Do you have more you want to say about the world's greatest cheetah athlete? No. Remember when I said most of these movies are tier two and then I gave most of them a tier three? Yeah, I remember that. You had a few ones, though. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of those, pick three movies, each of you, that if you have to only pick three, what are the best ones? Out of these? This is like what people should watch. Out of this list. Out of this list only, what should people watch out of this list? You get three movies. Uh, Darby O'Gill and Little People, definitely. Swift's Family Robinson, definitely. And I'm going to say The Muppets, definitely. The Muppets? Yeah. 2011 Muppets? Yeah. Those are your three. I'm looking at the ones here, and those are the ones that I can recommend. It's like, oh, no, no, no. No, I'll take it back. Enchanted will be the the third one instead of The Muppets. Okay. Let me guess, Kins. It's going to be, what was the Oz one? Return to Oz. So mine would be Condor Man. (laughs) You bring that up, but it just makes me hate you more. Mine would be Enchanted Newsies. And all right, listener. So whatever these guys say, if you want to go back and watch Swiss Family Robinson, okay. Oh, no return to Oz. So we had two of the same ones then. Yeah. Okay. So what was yours again, Joel? It was Enchanted, Darby O'Gill, and the Little People, and uh, crap, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. So you guys agree on two of the three? Yeah. All right. I think that's high five worthy. No. Two or three? Joel. Seriously, no. from the whole list, two Joel, or three? let's wrap it up. That let's was good. Wrap it up. High five, you, Joel. You wrap it up. Give us, give us yes. a high five. Thank you, high listener, five. for listening and letting us know <laughs> what you think. Uh, let us know where we're wrong. Let us know where we're right. Uh, please go donate on our GoFundMe page. Can't believe you snubbed um, it, you can. No. And, what a snub. Uh, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter. Just touch or you his face with your hand. Quickwits at QWComedy.com. Hi, Joel. Hi. Can you give me a high five? <laughs> you keep saying time, all, Joel. All it's your own fault. You're like Condor Man, and I won't give high fives. High five for I've already signed out, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD and my movie review website at ShowtimeShowdown.com. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. And uh, if you want a young adult book, go look for my book on Amazon. It's called Standalone. It's a great book. And until next time, 
Open the gates for bacon sale. See you next time. Mars is not called Mars. It is called Barsoom. But Kent, he killed him a burr when he was only three. I think you're being a little harsh. So is your face. If I was voting, Kent would win. Yeah! Okay, what the crap is Darby O'Gill and the Little People? Darby O'Gill! I'm related to Davy Crockett. My, my wife told me it was a dear one, and it's a dear one. Tell me about the cat from outer space. This could be our exorcist. It doesn't seem real that I could meet my number one celebrity crush. But mom, you lied to me. Oh no. Do I mean you're stranded on a desert island, your grandpa's captured by pirates. You're gonna hit on every boy there, so. good-looking guys. There's only one Tim Riggins. Oh. Based on Joel's reaction, he really enjoyed this? I can tell. You bring that no. up, but it just makes me hate you more. Let me get a stabbing tool out. A stabbing tool? Just in case.